Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. <laughs> Limitations apply. Welcome to Pushing Through. I am Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid, BJ Armstrong. And BJ, we have a lot of topics in the NBA world that I'm going to run through. I'm going to let you decide if you want to keep it pushing, if you want to press the brakes, if you want to stop down and talk about it. But first and foremost, how are you doing on this Wednesday morning? Can't complain. Okay, good. I can't complain. And, you know, being a Denver Nuggets fan, especially Jamal Murray, it's always disappointing. Yes. Hated to see when that. someone gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just, you, you, it, it, it's such a devastating loss. So just want to send our thoughts, prayers to Jamal Murray, and hopefully he has a speedy recovery. Well, just thinking of uh, him and, and what that means to him so early in his career, going through that as an agent and understanding what that can do um, for your psyche. So I just hopefully that he'll have the support that he needs. And um, so it was a devastating injury the other night that happened there in uh, in Oak, well, in San Francisco, I should say, in Golden State. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, the the eeriness of it all and the fact that we were just talking about the, the Nuggets have this championship window. We hope that they yep. can win one in this three-year window. So, um, like you said, we just hope that Jamal Murray can get himself healthy, get back, uh, you know, and, and obviously – it is not something fun when we ever see, you know, a superstar go down. And, you know, it being in Golden State, thinking about a guy like Clay Thompson, those are two of the best shooting guards in basketball, if you really talk about it, when you got Jamal Murray and, and Clay Thompson. So losing both those guys, you hate to see, uh, but obviously pulling for them to get back and, and healthy as soon as possible. So, um, and yeah, you know, D Rose had to do this, you know, when you have a guy that was in a championship window with the championship team. So, um, first and. Yeah, it seems to be happening. More and more frequently with the players today, mm-hmm. but you know it's part of the game. So um, you know, just uh, it was a devastating loss in the in the NBA basketball community. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I saw a graphic the other day on the jump. Uh, you know, shout out to them for putting this together. They got the numbers, BJ. We're averaging around three point seven five games a week. Um, for these guys right now. So um, obviously that is much higher. I think at the, the the start of the year, the first half of the season, you know, they only put out half of the schedule. We were averaging around, you know, I think they said, you know, 3.1 uh, games per week, but now we're up to 3.75. And, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of guys, you know, sitting out due to injuries, a lot of top guys, obviously. Uh, LeBron James, Kevin Durant coming to mind, even though Durant is not back. But um, in general, we just want the league to get healthy and, uh, you know, hope hopefully these guys get some time to get some R&R, some well-deserved R&R after the bubble and, uh, as we know, the quick uh, the quick rush and push to, to get basketball back. But, um, you know, we, we hate to see a team lose a guy like Jamal Murray regardless. Yeah, it, it's very unfortunate. And it's very unfortunate. And, you know, it just it's, – it just gave me some time to reflect on how the game, the game is played. And, you know, we keep saying this pace and space. I keep watching all these players working every day in the summer. Everyone is wanting to get better. And at some point here, you know, I I, I just want to say this. At some point here, maybe we'll, we'll have a show about it is we have to focus on the recovery, the, 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 the rest and recovery part of what these young men and young women, people who play the game, what are they doing in the summer to where they're working so hard? It's like we've pushed the body to its limit. And, you know, I think it's time now for 
us to say, okay, what are they doing in the summer that's extending their bodies to this limit? I know everyone wants to improve. I know everyone wants to work hard. I know everyone wants to, whatever their training regimen may be, whether that's with weights, getting on the floor or what have you. But clearly, clearly something that is happening in the game and the training and all of that is not adding up. So, you know, this summer I'm I'm going to really take some time because we've had very short off seasons, mm-hmm. Tate. You know, from last season to this season was can't remember exactly what the Lakers had from the Lakers and the Miami Heat, what they had. And so I think it was like 72 was days. Yeah. And then we're playing these games in a condensed amount of time. Then everyone is training. Everyone has to get up shots. You know, you, you know the routine. But at some point here, you know, Tate, uh, I, I, I would imagine that the best thing for these guys to do now is to step away from the game. Not because they're not training, not because they don't want to train, but at some point there has to be a balance between performance and what the body is capable of doing. Mm-hmm. And there's a small window in there. So maybe the training now, Tate, is actually doing nothing at all. And it, and I go back to what, you know, what I did and what we did in that generation. It was, it was kind of understood that you were going to step away for a couple of months. Not because you didn't want to work or didn't want to improve, but you didn't go, have to go out there and be on your feet for two hours like these guys are doing. You know, you, you know, I don't know how I don't know how much I believe those videos that you see in the summer because I always think you know just people, you know, training. But I think it's time for me personally to take a look to see what is really going on here. Mm-hmm. What's really going on here? You know, because I don't recall ever training as much as these guys did. I mean, the, the, when I watch these young people train today i i'm I'm just i always marvel at it because i was i was like wow i would that made would that have made me a better player or a less effective player because your body can only take so much at least that's what i understood about being a professional and i get it but at the same time i think this summer i'm going to take a look at it because it's been such a quick turnaround it seemed like it's been a it seems like the nba season has been a year-long process Mm -hmm. And, you know, all, I, I never I never like to see anyone get hurt, but it's time for me to, like, look into it myself to kind of really begin to understand what the human body can do, because I think we've pushed it to the limits now, especially the guards, because the guards are doing things that, frankly, you know, all the crossing over, the step back, pace and space of the game, the year round training, how explosive these guys are. So I think um, after watching or seeing this last injury, it's something I want to look into now. And I don't know how it got there, but it, 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 I'm just really concerned now because, you know, now you got guys who are going to play last year in the bubble, play this season, play 72 games, play in the playoffs. And by the way, the Olympics are in July, in July yeah. or somewhere, yeah. somewhere right now. August, yeah. So it's – yeah, so – I think it's time to, at least for me, I'm not saying here, to explore a different mindset so that the guys can play. Mm-hmm. Because I, I I don't like to see anyone get hurt. So the objective is to see, and not saying that, you know, anyone's doing anything wrong, but I just want to see what is possible now. Because it seems apparent to me that something is going on that's causing an normal amount of injuries, Achilles, mm-hmm. ACLs, mm-hmm. that affects the game and affects the players. And it's happening when they're in the prime of their careers. You know? Yeah, and that's the worst so, part about it. When it happens. That's the worst yeah, part. When it happens in those moments. And I think you said the the right word, which is performance, and then being able to step away from the performance. And with social media right. and Instagram and Twitter and highlight videos and having your own personal trainer – the performance never stops. You know what I mean? So when mm-hmm. you get done playing an NBA game, you like you said, it doesn't feel like, 
you're you're saying, you know, phew, I just got done with the game. I can go back. I can chill out. Yeah. I can give myself the R&R. I'm sure you do it at some level, but then you you got to go put up shots to show that you're in the gym working late night. And you know what I mean? Things yeah, like that. Yeah, I don't think that's – I don't – yeah, it, it's – it's yeah, like – like you know, like 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 one mindset, for instance, you know, like you know, I'll, I'll talk to clients and hey, what do you guys want? I'm going to get us some shots. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but what's wrong with just getting off your feet, getting rest, so that you're ready to play tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Like that's part of the game too, as a professional. Now. That was a huge mindset for me from college where I was playing 35 games to all of a sudden I was playing over 100 games in the NBA. Like getting up shots and doing more is not the answer mm-hmm. as a professional. You're already getting up more shots in game time. You understand yeah. You understand what I'm saying here, Tate? Mm-hmm. Like there was a shift in my mindset as a collegiate player. Let's get up more shots. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to get enough shots Yeah, in college. Yeah, because there's not enough time. There's not enough, right? there's not enough shots to be games. had. Yeah, especially in your yeah, you're era. Yeah, you a 40 minute game. Yeah. You got to go to class. You got Roy Marvel on you your got, team. He's going to take yeah, some shots. You got, you know? Yeah, you got training table. You have all these other different things that won't allow you to do that. Yeah, yeah. Class. As a professional, I had to have the discipline to say no to going to get up more shots or doing more after practice or. So I had to maximize my hour and a half practice to make sure that that hour counted. And then it was my responsibility as a professional to get off of my feet. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Tate, we're going to have a practice for an hour. We're going to have shoot around for 45 minutes or whatever it is. It was my responsibility as a professional to maximize that time so that it equals performance. Mm -hmm. And to me, why are we having an hour and a half practice or shoot around? And then after that, I got to go get up another hour and a half worth of shots. Then I got to come before the game at my five o'clock time to get up another 45 minutes worth of shots. Like, when is the body going to rest so that we can perform? It's almost like now we are... The development, I had a coach, I want to finish this thought. It's almost like the development now is part of the game, which is not. The game is the game. I had a coach one time, I was was playing on a team, and I wasn't playing as much as I would have liked. But as a professional, I wanted to make sure that I stayed in condition so that I could play when when called upon. I knew I was going to play. I knew the coach had respect for my game and I knew I could help the team, but I wanted to be in condition. Mm-hmm. So I would utilize my warm-up time to do my conditioning on the floor as much as I could before the game, knowing that I wasn't gonna play 30 minutes, but I wanted to be in condition so that when I played, it didn't affect the way I performed. Mm-hmm. So it was this one particular game, and and I was out there just doing my conditioning before the game. I would get to the arena early, do my little conditioning, run my little wind sprints and what have you. And Coach grabs me. He says, listen, BJ, I need you to be ready for the game. I don't need you to be – I don't need you to leave anything out here in practice. Mm -hmm. And he said, now I want you to go in the locker room. I know you're ready mentally. But I'm not worried about your conditioning. Let me worry about that. I, 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 because most coaches would encourage you to have the self-discipline to go out there and work and do things. And he asked me to, to not do that type of conditioning and let him do his job. But my job is to be available when called upon. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, that was, it's my job is to be ready to play. Because he, so I asked him, I said, well, why, why, why you don't want me to work? He was like, because 
the body doesn't have time to, if you're out working before the game, yeah. you're not going to be at your best when I do call on you in the game. Mm-hmm. I need you to be ready for the game to perform. Never, ever let anything get in the way of performing for the game because that's all that matters. I never forgot that. Now, and I'm looking at this now and I see these guys training. They're doing a, a when you watch a, a pregame, I mean, these guys are like doing full workouts mm-hmm. before the game now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think it's time for me, and that's in for to begin to look at this and explore that. I remember that coach telling me that. And I was like in year, I don't know, nine or so, somewhere around there. I was at the end where he told me that. And I kind of remembered that. I was like, it is my job is to be ready for the game. And my job is, is to is literally to keep pushing. Mm-hmm. But I have to be ready mentally, which is just as important as being ready physically for all of the training and all the things that we do. Yeah, it's a very fascinating uh, you know, phenomenon that's going across all sports when you really think about it. Yes. And uh, you know, you even think about youth sports, how much we have, you know, now kids individually training, working out with their own trainers, and then they have their, you know, high school coach, but they also have their AAU coach, and then they also have their their summer league coach. You know what I mean? Their shooting coach, yeah, yeah, their, yeah, age, yeah, their yeah, conditioning yeah. coach, their weight training coach. I'm like <laughs> You know, and I and, and nutritionist, I remember, you know. Yeah, my, yeah. my coach was like, I remember him telling me, he was like, No, just just relax. Yeah. Your your body can't you know? be in stress at all times. It's, it can't be in fight at or all flight time. mode. That's part of yeah. Yeah, yeah, hey. Mentally be engaged and when and when I call upon you, that's your job to be ready. And that's my job is to get you in condition. Mm-hmm to play how we need to play. It's like a trusting. I want to trust you to, to be engaged. You trust me, you know, you know, to, to let me do what I need to do to help win the game. So interesting thought. And um, I, I just, I'm just reminded of that. Yeah, no, I think it's a great reflection and something we, uh, we need to check back up on. I think it's a good summer evaluator, you know, as we get into, like you said, the, these windows of time when guys have the opportunities to, you know, potentially take some time away. Are they just training? Are they, you know, getting ready for the Olympics? You know, how much is the NBA taking into account? How much, you know, wear and tear is going on on all these top players? You know, so, uh, you know, that goes FIBA, you know, to USA basketball. I mean, all, all of it is interesting to see how we take care of our players. And, uh, you know, like you said, we talk a lot about putting up shots, about showing that, you know, you're putting in the work, you're putting in the grind, you know, no days off, you know. Uh, yeah. basketball never stops all those mantras that that uh that go out there but eventually you need rest you need relaxation and you need to turn you need rest, turn your brain off you need relaxation turn your body off and take that same coach back back in our day tape we used to do what's called two days but we would do them for the entire month mm-hmm. okay And coach says, all I'm asking you guys to do is show up every day. And I promise, my promise to you is that out of respect to what, out of respect to you guys just showing up, allow me with your permission to help you get through each and every practice. Mm -hmm. He said, I'm just asking you to show up. And with your permission, I will help each and every one of you get through. And then it is your job to show up, my job to get you through and get everybody in the condition that they need to be to help this team win. Mm. He didn't ask me to be in great condition when I came. He said, "Just uh, you just show up and we're going to work together to get everybody through where they need to get through so that we can get through this together. That was a whole, can we get through this two-a-days together? 
knowing that going into the summer, I just knew I had to be as healthy as I could because I had the trust that my coaches were going to get my body through and, and get me to where I needed to be so that I could perform at my best. I didn't have to come into camp in like top playing condition because there's only one way to get there that you got to play in the game. Mm -hmm. But I knew that he was well aware of my physical limitations and my physical ability to help me get through every single day. And that meant something to me. It meant something to my preparation to know that he was going to help me get to where I needed to be in the condition I needed to be in. But as long as I made a commitment to show up with the skill set that was necessary, that we could work together to help me get through these 82 games. Mm. Now, different mindset, but that was the mindset that I learned very early in my career for what, what it took, what it took to be a collegiate player and what it was going to take to be a professional player. Because the professional player, you need a coach who understands the body. It can only do so much. Mm -hmm. Like some days it wasn't there, Tate. <laughs> I wanted it to be there, but some days it wasn't there. And the best thing we needed to do was come in, look at each other and say, we'll see you tonight at the game. Mm -hmm. Some nights you need to get your body going because it is not, you know, it just for whatever reason, you need, you got to wake it up a little bit and you need that. But Tate, what I'm seeing today, I don't understand how everyone is just pushing, pushing, pushing. What's the per? Why am I pushing in July? Why am I pushing in August? So in the usual season this year, we might be playing. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. You know, we got to wait. You know, what's the like one of the things that bothers me as an ex player is to hear coaches say, I'm going to take a look at the tape and we got to work a little harder in practice. That can't be the solution to every problem. Working harder is not the solution to every problem. Well, we, we, we got to get after it tomorrow in practice because you know what? We lost today. No, that can't be the solution. You're a professional. What about the matchups? What about the substitution pattern? What about the ability? We just didn't make shots that night. Or the other team was, they shot incredibly well. Mm -hmm. What about our defensive schemes? What about this was the third game on the fourth night, so we probably were a little slow, but the team gave you the effort tonight. Yep. It can't, the solution can't be we have to work harder every time something goes wrong. Because at some point, something is going to give. So that's my project for uh, the summer. You know what I'll be doing. And I want to take this, I take it very serious because I, if a player is available, you know, that's his, that's his best ability. Your, yep. your, your availability is your best ability. And when these players are out because of the injuries, you know, you got to ask, okay, what are going on? Because they're, they're strong, they're healthy, amazing athletes. But for some reason, you know, you know, it's just, it's, something's not working. And I don't know what it is. I'm not a doctor, obviously, but something's not working. Mm -hmm. Quick break to get away from our sponsor, Locker Room, the best place to talk about sports. Sports news seems like it's coming faster than ever before. Just in the last few weeks, we got, you know, basically March Madness happens, the Masters, we got NBA news every single day. Jamal Murray, unfortunately, goes down. You just heard BJ and I discuss that. And regardless, Locker Room is the place if you want to have those types of conversations. And it's the only place for live audio conversations about the sports you care about. It's built for sports fans. It's totally free. Anyone can start a conversation. You can react to the rumors, the breaking news, or you can take a deep dive on the teams and topics you really care about. You can also chat with your friends, you know, or join BJ and I. We do Hoopology every single Wednesday. Uh, we get in there for about an hour or so. BJ takes questions. I take questions. We talk about the Hornets. 
as much as I possibly can. Joining the conversation in general has never been easier. You tap once to join a room to listen, tap again to request to speak, and before you know it, you're on stage talking to your favorite athlete, podcaster, or fan. That's where Locker Room is at its finest. Go to the Apple App Store today and join the conversation. We are also brought to you by our friends at Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted, 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Back to pushing through. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, as we talk about, you know, these these coaches and, and having the, the answer. But I think these are when it goes back to what you talk about with hoopology, it's one plus one equals three. And, you know, right. you have to have the, the people side of it a little bit understood. Right. You have to be a real true coach. It can't be. We got to go back and, like you said, run run bleachers and uh, and push harder in practice. <laughs> the, the answer has to be, you know. A personal and it's specific to each like you know as a teacher it's specific to each student it is not a it is not a yeah. generalized statement and I think that's that's another thing that goes into it as well well again I, I it, it was an era it was an era and I always appreciate it when the coaches respected my 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 body and what I was about to put my body through. I always respected that. Mm-hmm. There was a mutual respect that these coaches, or I was very fortunate to play with coaches who respected that and what I was about to put my body because through. they played usually, right? Yeah, I was fortunate to to have that in my career. Like, you know, I don't know what it's like today, but because I didn't play today, but back then. There was a mutual respect mm-hmm. that this guy is going to give me maximum effort. It was never a question of like, was I going to do my best? It was like, just give me what you got. That was understood from day one. It wasn't never I got to come into the locker room and give some like powerful speech that was going to inspire the group. No, that was already understood. That was part of the pro package, as I called it. How is this? Do you have do you have the essentials in the in the pro mentality? You're gonna you're gonna play hard no matter what. You're gonna work your minutes, work your minutes, not you know fight for minutes on your team. You're gonna work your minutes because I'm gonna put the trust that this coach is gonna do everything he can to win the game, and he's trusted me with the responsibility that I'm gonna do everything I can to win the game. Yep. Meaning whether I play or don't play. But there was a mutual understanding of what I was going to put my body through. And and I respected the fact that the coaches were going to help me through. It was like a trust. It was a trust that we had amongst each other. Like, you know, as a veteran player, take, for example, Bill Cartwright, who was a guest on the podcast. He was going to have to do a different thing, different routine that I was going to have to do for the course of the season to get through mm-hmm. that I had mm-hmm. but we all understood that about each other and the coaches understood that about the bigs and the littles there was a mutual understanding there every big did not do the same thing as a little and vice versa and we all understood that Bill was a 10-year veteran and we understood what that meant when I was a rookie to where this guy was a five-year player some guys were playing 35 plus minutes. We understood what that practice looked like for them. We understood what guys needed potentially to cut practice short so they can get two on two, three on three, maybe once or twice a week. There was an understanding of what was needed for all of us to get through the season. Everyone just didn't do the same thing. And, and, I, and I respected that. Like, I respected it. It was interesting because I never I've never seen that in high school. I never saw that in college. Like, you know, you did everything together. But in the pros, it was like, oh, the bigs need to do something a little different over here. 
<laughs> than the littles. And the guys who were the wing players needed to do something a little different. And everyone had their own thing. And that, to me, was the pro package. Mm -hmm. That was the pro package. You know, if we were playing teams and we knew the bigs weren't going to play that much that week, It, it was just, it was, I, I don't know. I, I Again, as I'm watching the games, I, I a lot of times I'm asking, what are they doing? Mm. Like, what's what's going on here? Like, it's almost like, like if you got a guy who's seven feet, he may be athletic in all those things, but he's still seven feet. Mm-hmm. He needs to sit down, take a break. He's still seven yeah. feet. Like, I... I'm the first one to go ooh and ah when I see a seven-footer crossover. Ooh, <laughs> wow. That's a lot of room for error there. Yeah. It's a lot of moving parts. It's a part. lot of room. Yeah, a lot of moving it's parts. It's a lot of moving parts. Yeah. So I, I think it's time to when we are coaching to understand the limitations of what the body can do. And that's one thing I always respected about that era. I, I, I was, I, I think I was lucky in that regard. I, I really was lucky because, you know, some athletes were different than the other athletes, right? And I just always had coaches who like, okay, this is what he can do. This is what he can't do. And we're going to help. Our job is to help each other get through this 82. Mm-hmm. So maybe... That has been lost somewhere along the path. But I really feel a responsibility to say, okay, instead of having a wicked jump shot or a wicked step back move or a crossover, how can I help you get through this 82 games? Because that in itself is a that's that's a that's a monster of a challenge. It's also like you said, if you have the ability to navigate it, it is an, uh, an essential skill. You know, it's a it's it's a skill set. Yeah, like it was a skill set for us to say, okay, we're our job is to show up for these eighty two games. Like, now how can we get through this, and then get to the postseason where you can try to make a name? Yeah, yeah, it, that was a skill set. Mm-hmm. Now, 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 all of a sudden. Now we have tactics, right? We have guys, you know, load managing, and then we have, you know, the, there's there's tactical ways that it's happening. But like you said, it was a decision. It was a lifestyle decision to to be able to endure. Like, 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 like. Okay, like. So I, I have nothing wrong with. I have nothing against. I have nothing against um, load management. Yeah, yeah. Except the following. Mm-hmm. Except the following. I would rather have you sit out of practice. Then sit out a game. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather you not. I mean, it's the Allen Iverson. I don't even, you know, I know Larry Brown loves practice, but would, I'd rather, right. I don't care if you miss practice as long as you show I, up and, I, and deliver. I would rather <laughs> have you sit out of practice yeah. than sit out of a game. Personally, like as a player, that was the funnest part of the whole deal. Mm-hmm. But now but like, now the game is a separate it's a separate front that I feel like a lot of these guys are under which is like I don't want to mess up my numbers if I have an off night. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm yeah, saying like it's, I I tell you, I throw okay. Practice, all right, I will admit it. I, I I understood the importance of practice. I understood why it was necessary. I understood the, the 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 psychology behind it i understood why it was important but i i i didn't get fired up to go to practice <laughs> okay <laughs> that little adrenaline rush that i would get didn't happen mm-hmm. at 10 a.m for the practice after a back-to-back okay i didn't get that but Tate, the game, 
That was the whole reason I played. I didn't go to practice just to be a, a, a what we you know we would jokingly call an AM All Star. <sighs> but the games I would, I loved it. Like, oh man, I'm healthy. I'm playing. <laughs> like, that, like coach wasn't coming up to me saying, uh, "BJ, uh, we're gonna wait. Wait a minute, man. This is the whole reason I'm. This is the whole reason." I wanted to be in the NBA was to play to play. Like, I don't even get the mentality now. Like, but I, I know I get, I'm old now, but I don't get like, like Tate, like, like I wanted to practice. I wanted to practice after like my first or second year, I learned to appreciate practice because I wanted to be the best version of me in the game. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm playing. Oh man, I, I gotta I, I gotta be sharp. Because there's another game. And then there's another game. Mm-hmm. And there there's another game. I don't understand the whole mentality. Like, okay, so how does that help you as a player? It doesn't it doesn't add up to me. So, you know, maybe that mentality and i'm sure there are other players that can articulate it as well where the ability to work with your staff to get you through Mm -hmm. to me that was the whole idea like your whole staff that was their whole that was their job is how do we get you through this 82 game schedule how (laughs) <laughs> and you did you did what was necessary to do that. So, but the whole idea of sitting out for a game, it never happened to me. It never. No coach ever said, "Hey, BJ." I was like, "Wait a minute, man." Now, <laughs> if you want to tell me to sit out for practice, I'm not going to fight you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. But I didn't even get that. I didn't even get that much respect, right? I never got a coach to tell me to like load manage for practice, right? You know, it was like, let's come out, let's get something, do what we got to do, and keep it moving. But the idea of not playing in a game. There's something I would be like, what's wrong with this coach? Mm-hmm. If, if someone came up to me, but maybe that's just our generation or my generation, like I would be like, okay, no, like why am I here? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it is. It is fascinating because, like you said, there is a. Uh, I understand, yeah, what you're saying. Why would you not just sit out practice, or why would you if you need to load manage? What? What? Can, can, if you can, need to load can manage, we, can yeah. we take a load off somewhere else? You know. Okay, if you play thirty-eight minutes, okay, let's let's cut your let's cut your work down to twenty-four minutes. If you let's cut your work, let's cut your minutes down to where your body can ha- where where you can actually handle mm-hmm. playing. Like if you can only play, if you can only handle twenty-four minutes a night, let's do that. But the whole idea of not playing in a game, like, like. This is the this is the game. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> sitting on the sideline cheering for someone else. No, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> I didn't sign up for it. Like every player, again, I'm just every player should want to play. Like, you know, it was one thing I always admired about Allen Iverson and every player of that generation. They never wanted to come out. Mm-hmm. Like, ben Wallace didn't want to come, come out. out. Allen Iverson. Who wants to come yeah, out of a game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Once I saw someone in that level of condition, Tate, and I and I, and I could go on and on for this. So, Tate, when I, I thought I was always in pretty good shape, right? And once I got to the NBA, I saw how strong and fast and the conditioning, because the game is a long game. 48 minutes is a long time. Yep. I just wanted to be in condition. Here was my secret, right? And don't tell anybody. My secret was I always wanted to be in great condition, Tate, because I never wanted to come out. Mm-hmm. Tate, I never wanted to come out of the game. Like, I didn't get in condition because to show my grind. I just wanted to coach. I wanted to force the coach to say, I can't take the guy out. Yeah, I want to. I want to take him out, but I can't. Like, Tate, 
some of these athletes are in such great condition, like, and you know when you're in that level of condition. Every athlete, as a player, when you're in that level of condition, take where you don't get tired, that's a phenomenal, phenomenal achievement and feeling. You're in that level of condition. And Tate, once you get there, you know it. The coaches know it. The other players know it. The team you're playing against know it. They're like, okay, this guy's not getting tired. This guy doesn't need a second win. That was that was my optimum goal. How do I build to get to that level of excellence so that the coach never, ever has to take me out? That's the next level. Tate, and every player, every player knows that feeling. Every good player knows that feeling. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying every player. Every good player knows that feeling. I'm not working out to show my grind. I'm trying to get to a place where the coach never, ever has to take me out. And I'm not throwing up the tired signal to get taken out. No. That's, no. The, that, that's the real point. You know what I mean? That's the Every, that's, every player wants to get better. Yeah. Every good player wants to get better. Every good player wants to try to win every game. And every good player wants to play. Mm. And if you're a really good player, those three things, you know what that equals, Tate? You're going to get paid. Mm-hmm. That's why if, yeah, I mean, like Tate, you said. Think about what I just said. Every good player I've ever met wants those three things that add up to the final thing, which is if I do those things and perform, I get paid. Yeah. No, I mean, that's uh that was one of those things where, you know, we, over the years, you know, we had guys like, you know, that, that'll be a five-star kid, you know, goes and plays one or two games. We don't see much of them. And, you know, I always like, why, why don't you just play? You know, the, then then you end all the speculation. Then then I can, then we all see it. And then you're happy. We're happy. And, you know, at least we all know. But um, I think that mentality sometimes, you know, we're all protecting our own stock, our own image, our own whatever. And okay, hey, do what you do. Yeah. I'm not here, yeah, yeah. but I think, that's, saying, I think that is where uh, that is why it's a little bit different. But it is fascinating. It's a, it's a fascinating it's conversation. Called, Tate, yeah. it's a, it's a, it was called the pro package. It was understood what was in that package mm-hmm. once you received it. Everybody didn't get the package though. It was how quickly were you going to become a pro? Because, Tate, it was so competitive. If you didn't open your package soon enough, you may be out of the league. Mm-hmm. You, you can't have the same mentality from the collegiate sport as an am- let's just say amateur sport if you're a professional player. And if you do, you're going to get caught slipping. Yeah. Because you can't do that. Mm-hmm. But I feel good. You feel good? That is fabulous. See you tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you feel good? Well, we just played a back to back. Take a break. That's part of the pro package. Mm-hmm. That's the pro package. And that's what, you know, that's why you hope that like a young Lamelo, you have a Bismack Biombo or Gordon Hayes, some of these older guys on your team that tell you, you yes. know, or show, not even tell you, just show you. Show and then just, and then you see it. it. You know, you show up to shoot around and you're by yourself and it's you and the, you know, three sophomores on the team. And you're like, where are the vets at? The vets are asleep. Vets are taking a nap. Vets went to dinner. <laughs> vets are playing cards. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why? Like, like, take like it was understood. Mm-hmm. But it was understood, Tate, how. Like, Tate, I became a professional at rest and recovery. Mm. Like, Tate, I, 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 I'm a professional at it right now. <laughs> like, Tate, I know how to rest and I know how to recover. <laughs> <laughs> R and R, baby. <laughs> Tate. <laughs> there are people. My you wife. You have your will, PhD in R and R. Oh no, Tate. I, I I'm the best. My my wife will tell you. BJ has taken vacation vacationing to a whole nother <laughs> level. Okay, <laughs> I am really really good at rest <laughs> and recover. <laughs> no, Tate. I'm really good at. I that. respect it. No, Tate. 
I could take a nap with the best. Of oh them. yeah. <laughs> with say I'm the best. <laughs> like if they gave MVP for rest and recovery, uh, I would win that. Yeah. MVN, most valuable napper. Uh Tate. <laughs> Tate, I could take a nap and rest. Mm. You, you know? And and, and, and I learned that. I, I, I learned that. I, I, I learned this from a, a veteran player. Early in my career, he said the following. He said, BJ, you want to play? You want to have a career in this league? I was like, yeah, of course. You know, da, da, da. I was excited. He said, well, you got to understand the rules of the game. So I was like, what's the game? What's the game, vet? <laughs> he said, you got to go hard on and off the court. You got to go hard on and off the court. That's the only rule. And I was like, go hard on and go hard off. So I was like, and he just like said it and walked <laughs> away. So I was like, okay, going hard on the court. I understood what that means. Going hard off the court. Did he mean like I should go hard? Meaning go out and party and hang out? Did it mean, you know, I didn't know what it meant. Yeah, so. yeah. There's, there's a lot of variations of going hard. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I don't know. It was about two months later. I said, young fella, you going hard? <laughs> I was like, man, I'm trying, man. He said, you going hard off the court? I was like, I don't know what that means. He said, Rook. Going hard means if you go hard off the court, you will learn your limitations as a player. Because if you can't go hard on the court because you went so hard off the court, you got to cut one of them out. <laughs> <laughs> That's called being a pro. So you might as well dive in, find out, so figure it out. Find out, but go hard. But go hard. Yeah, yeah. Go, go 100% just go so hard. you know. And then you know what 100% looks like, and then you deviate now, and figure out. He said, but after you find <laughs> out, go hard. Meaning, take care of your body and go hard at that so that you can go hard on that court. He didn't say go hard what to do. I just immediately went to the party part of it. But I learned what he was really saying to me was, take just as much care in your recovery and go hard at that just as much as you do to go hard on the court. It's like living life at both extremes. I'm going to play hard, but I'm going to also recover hard. Mm -hmm. And you live at those extremes. But they got to be extreme, though. Can't you can't, you can't be hard on the court and then halfway on your recovery part or halfway on your diet or... I'm going to go to the club, but I'm going to leave the club around 1130 or 12 or 1 o'clock because I ain't go, you know, the 3 a.m. You can't be half. You got to go hard. Mm -hmm. And that's what I learned from that vet. If you're going to do it, and do I've, it 100%. If you're going to do, do it, do yeah, it. Don't, don't just dip your toes in and say, I didn't, I didn't go out that long. No, I, dive I into it. No, do it. So we all know that that's do who it. you are. And if it affects and you, then you know what it means. So if you can, mm. some of the players can go hard on and off the court. Dennis Rodman. That's a special. Yeah. I, 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 no names. We don't. <laughs> I'm, just no saying, names. I'm just saying. In general. But there are historically. Some, there was some teammates that I had and some people in the NBA, they had a special <laughs> talent. They could go hard on and off the court. <laughs> but many of us find out. We didn't have that special talent. We might have had talent, but we didn't have the special talent, the secret sauce. And that that's important. So, you know, it's, it's a mentality. You know, after doing this, Tate, I'm thinking, you know, coaching might may be in my future now. It may be in my future. There you go. Someone's, I, 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 I got to share this with some young player because it's proven. It works. I see it work with the best of them. Go hard. Go hard. I only got one rule. If I was a coach, I would only have one rule. Go hard on and off yeah, the court. Yeah, you, you walk out and with a Jay-Z, go hard, young. All I got to do is go yeah, hard, hey, young. Go hard. Hey, 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 hey. That's all I got to say. You got your you know tuxedo on, they walk over to you, yeah, you give a little dab, you say go hard, young. 
I had my tuxedo <laughs> on. And in our huddle, we just say, go hard. And everybody know what that yeah. means. Yeah. After every practice, mm. go hard. Yeah, every, every But if you can't, if one affects the other, mm. you got to figure out which one you got to give yeah, up. Yeah, because you still got to go hard. You still got to go Because you got to go hard. Somewhere. Hey. And if you want to go hard out there, then you might not want to be here. You know what I mean? That's all it we, is. Hey, 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 hey. That's what we do. <laughs> That's what we do here. We got choices. Hey. I'm going to give you choices, too. I'm gonna give you, you know how they have a step yeah, back and yeah, in yeah, and out, yeah. a crossover, yeah, yeah. one fadeaway. You got choices. <laughs> but you better go hard in all your decisions. <laughs> but you better go hard. At, <laughs> at, at, at. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think the players will buy into that. I think I just sold yeah. it. I sold my silver. I mean, I'm, in, you know? I'm in right now. I'm, I'm saying if someone told me that I got choices, but I better go hard in my decisions, I mean, I think that's, I'm fired up. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm fired up right I now. Playing, oh. uh, I might be playing my own game. Might be playing sideways out there for yeah, a little while. Be like, how does that team that BJ coach, <laughs> BJ's team, they just they play hard. But that's what we do. Yeah. Uh, I ain't saying we go, we go do everything right, but we go hard. Yeah, yeah. Here. we might have, we might have some turnovers. We might have some mistakes, but we went hard. Hey, that's all it is. That's a, that's a, that's that's all it is. We we go hard here. That's what we do. I like it. That's what we that that's what we do. My job is to get you through these eighty two games. That's my job. Man, I feel like this is a great uh, a great reflection. I think we should should you know slap it down there, BJ. This has been another edition of pushing through. R and R is the most important thing in this life. Oh. Uh, you know, don't live your life in stress. Don't stay in fight or flight. I'm almost talking to myself right now. I, I need more R and R, BJ. So uh, oh, man. more naps, take, more chill I, once time. Once we get through COVID, yeah. I will show. I I am. Re- I'm not good at a lot of mm-hmm. things, but I'm really good at rest and recovery. I, re- I, I mean, respect that. I'm really good at it. I'm really, 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 really good. Really like I, I can slow my heart beat down. Like I can just slow it all the way down. Like. Oh, I'm really good at it. <laughs> I, I've perfected I, I that I think part. we need a new segment, not the guard guru. I think we need the R&R guru, and we just tell oh, you. Oh, man, I can really. I can. Oh, man, I, 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 I'm, I'm great at it. I'm great at that. Well, there you have it. Uh, this has been Pushing Through. He is BJ Armstrong. I am Tate Frazier. We will be back later this week. Hoopology, as always, will be on tonight uh, on Locker Room, so come hang out with us. Come ask BJ questions about the NBA. And, uh, again, thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Thank you.